As you're finding your seat, I want to encourage you to find Psalm 98, Psalm 98. Uh, Johnny had a great message prepared for us this morning, uh, but he is out sick today, so I put together some thoughts I think appropriate for New Year's Eve. If you haven't checked your calendar, today is New Year's Eve, and there will be parties and food, and the ball will drop in Times Square, and Old Lang Syne will be sung. It's a night of celebration. But why? I mean, what is it we're actually celebrating? And what is celebration all about anyway? I first learned what true celebration was from Cool and the Gang. (laughs) Yep. I was a junior in high school, and we were traveling on the soccer tournament weekend from Illinois up to Grand Rapids. And uh, I got in with a couple other leaders of the team and our coaches, Ford Mustang Convertible. And drove from Chicago, yeah, from Chicago to Grand Rapids, and this new song came on the radio. Celebrate good times. Come on, yeah, that was the song. And we, we just were starting to have a great time as we're driving down the road and we were celebrating. I don't know, I don't know what we were celebrating. We were celebrating. We hadn't won any games. We hadn't even played any games yet. But according to the song, this is interesting, it didn't matter. Because as long as you bring your good times and your laughter too, we're going to celebrate your party with you. <laughs> what are we celebrating? We're celebrating, celebrating, right? We're going to celebrate your party. And that's where many of us are. We party to party. We celebrate celebrating. And I'm going to guess, and there's no great harm in that tonight. I'm going to do some celebrating. We've got some great food planned and so on at our house. We, we just kind of have a big celebration because you're supposed to. I'm not entirely sure what the core of what we're celebrating is, but hey, we're going to have a good time and Cool and the Gang will be happy. Maybe I'll find the song and play it on YouTube or something. Today, what I want to do is kind of round out what celebration really is supposed to be. How to celebrate biblically. Because the Bible is full of calls to celebration and calls to praise. So we're in Psalm 98, it's page 735 if you're in the Journey Bible there. This is a song, and it was written a long time ago. And we don't have the music, we'll get to the words in just a second. We don't have the music to this song. And so I'm just going to be straight up. It's not going to move your feet like Cool and the Gang, okay? Nobody's going to get up and start dancing during my sermon, I don't think. I hope not. Um, But I hope it moves your soul this morning. I hope what the psalmist says, get some rhythm happening in your life, a rhythm of celebration. And I think we'll find this surprising result, that celebrating God times completes and strengthens your faith. We're not just celebrating good times, we're celebrating God times. And when we do that, it will complete your faith. Your faith's not really complete until it's expressed. And I think it will strengthen your faith for the future. So how does that happen? I'm going to give you three different ways that I see from sort of the three moves through this psalm. The first is this, that we look back, that we look back. That's the main thing that's happening in the first few verses of this this, uh, scripture for us, of this song, is the psalmist is looking back and that feeds fuel to their celebration. Remember your God story. So let's take a look at the beginning of this text now. Psalm 98 verse 1 says, and and pay attention to the tense of the verbs here. It's kind of past tense. The psalmist is looking back. Sing to the Lord a new song. That's That's in the present. 
But from here on out, listen. For he has done marvelous things. His right hand and his holy arm have worked salvation for him. The Lord has made his salvation known and revealed his righteousness to the nations. He has remembered his love and his faithfulness to Israel. All the ends of the earth have seen the salvation of our God. So the psalmist is saying, God has done some mighty stuff. Let's celebrate that. Are you aware of the mighty things, the marvelous deeds that God has done in your life? Do you remember your God's story? Can you sit here today and look back at God's hand in your life? If not, then maybe today is the beginning of that for you. Today is the day to begin a relationship with God and have those God stories. But if you're a a believer, if you're a follower in Christ, you have a God story. You just may not have thought about it lately. You may not be remembering it. And as a result, maybe you're not celebrating it. Because if we don't celebrate, we will forget. And what we don't remember, we can't celebrate. So true celebration is grounded in some kind of an event. That's why I call it your God story. Time and time again, God's people were told, don't forget what God has done. I mean, throughout Israel, don't forget. Throughout the Old Testament, don't forget. Why does God have to tell us that? How many of you are good forgetters like me? Right? We are forgetful creatures. What were all the presents that were exchanged on Christmas Day just less than a week ago? Can you remember them all? You'd probably get a good few of them. What were all the presents exchanged at Christmas a year ago? Oh, hmm. That takes some... I have to go back and look at pictures to figure that one out. I don't remember. Because, you know, it's it's an important day, but it's it's not a life-changing kind of day. But if you're a Christ follower, you have some life-changing events that you can celebrate. The Israelites were commanded to celebrate festivals on a regular basis, like Passover, to remember that God rescued us. Why? I mean, celebration is commanded in the Bible. I'm just going to tell you. So what I'm teaching you today is not optional for the believer. We're called to celebrate because God does not want us to forget. Forgetting the grace of God is a terrible thing. Let me just say that again. Forgetting the grace of God is a terrible thing. And I do it often. I do it often. True celebration is grounded in some kind of event. So Christian celebration is grounded in the gospel event, the good news. And your personal celebration is grounded in your gospel event. So we spend time. Next week we're going to have a Seeking God Together service as we begin the year. We'll celebrate Communion, or what we call the meal of remembrance, right? Because we're remembering what Christ has done for humanity and salvation and what he's done for Scott Gardziella. And so we celebrate. We celebrate. The text begins, why do we celebrate? Because he has done marvelous things. His right hand has accomplished salvation for him. So, what are the key God moments in your life. If you had to list a couple of them, could you come up with some? Do you remember them? And then do you celebrate them? Because celebrating helps you remember. And the more you remember, the more you're able to celebrate. And all that worshiping and remembering and celebrating magnifies God. 
I come back to a, I've got many things to celebrate in my life, but there was kind of a key part of my God's story. I've shared this before with you. Um, but, but a time when I was in college, and I can't describe it anything more than when I was wrestling with God. I felt like Jacob. I was wrestling with God. I've been raised in a Christian home. I had some good foundation and training. And then I just kind of got to this spot where I, I had to realize or ask the question, is God for real? This is several years after the Cool and the Gang story was going on and that song. And, and all of a sudden I, I realized I had to decide, is this, this beat in my heart, not the rhythm of Cool and the Gang, but the Holy Spirit, is this for real? Is this God at work? And, and I wrestled with God. I had experienced, you know, in my family, chronic illness and, and depression and, and just wondering, like, is the goodness of God for real? And in that wrestling time, God won. Praise God. He pinned me. And he said, I'm here and I am real. And on the, the heels of that time with God came a call for me to ministry. And that, that became like the grounding of my next decades of life. That not only is God real, but I'm going to serve him with all I have. I'm going to serve him in full-time ministry. And I have to remember that time. It's necessary for me to celebrate that. Why? Because was that the last time I ever wrestled with God? No. I still wrestle with God pretty often. Praise God, he usually wins. Because when I go back to that time and I remember the reality of it, I remember the life-changing power of that, that frustration and that, that struggle that I went through, that empowers me for the future. Because I still struggle. I still wrestle with God. But it's not a new wrestling. I'm familiar with him now. I understand how it works. And looking back at that helps me in my today. My looking at yesterday helps me today. Because every celebration sort of has this yesterday component to it, and a today component, and a forever component. Now, your gospel story has a yesterday component. What was it? Where was God at work? Do you remember it? Have you thanked him for it lately? Have you told somebody about it? This year, looking back 2023, probably had some God stories in it. I hope so. Some were joyful, And some were painful. Some were about loss. And some about gain. All of that shouldn't surprise us because that is the message of the gospel. That's the cross. The cross is full of pain and it is full of victory. Right? The cross is all about suffering for sin, but resurrection and new life. And so if your day in your 2023 was filled with some pain and difficulty, and some resurrection, that's the Christian journey. And we need to celebrate the glory and salvation of God even in all of those things. So, the gospel story has a yesterday, today, and forever component. It starts by remembering your God story. And if you don't have a God story yet, we've got people up here that will be praying with you, available to pray with you after uh, the gathering this morning. I would strongly encourage you to come up and say, I need this God story that Scott's talking about. I need to begin this relationship with God. Maybe you've been wrestling with God. Come find me. I'll help, I'll help uh, him pin you, if, if at all possible. So, we remember our God story. That's the why of celebration, because he has done marvelous things. 
But how do we celebrate? Here's some of the fun part today. How do we celebrate today? Make some noise. It's okay to make noise. Celebrate your God's story. Let's read on in the text. It gets a little noisy. Notice what the psalmist says now after contemplating what God has done in the past. The psalmist says, Shout for joy to the Lord, all the earth. Burst into jubilant song with music. Make music to the Lord with the harp, with the harp and the sound of singing, with trumpets and the blast of the ram's horn. Shout for joy before the Lord, the King. We're not, as compared to some cultures and societies, we're not as expressive as some. And some of us in this room are more expressive than others. But I want to encourage you to become more expressive. This is what we're told to do. Let it out. Experience it and let it out. And we don't do it alone. Look at what verse 7 says. Let the sea resound and everything in it the world and all who live in it. Let the rivers clap their hands. Let the mountains sing together for joy. There's a lot going on there, huh? Singing, shouting, music. Make some of our Sunday morning songs sound like elevator music a little bit. I mean, this is boisterous stuff. Worship is not a spectator sport. It's not a spectator sport. When you go to a birthday celebration, what do you do? You eat cake, you sing happy birthday, and you blow those little noisemakers. Right? Maybe you'll do some of that tonight. You don't just go as a spectator. The Christian life is not a spectator sport. It's participatory. And part of it is worshiping our great God. So remember your story. Praise God for your story. And then make some noise and tell people about your story. See, we get excited when something exciting happens and we tell people. If you were at Walmart yesterday and saw 72-inch 4K TVs on sale for $79.99, you'd be like, who can I tell about this before they sell out? If the Lions had won the game last night with a two-point conversion, oh, they did. Oh, no, they didn't. Anyway, those of you who watch know what I'm talking about. Um, you celebrate, and then you have to uncelebrate because they didn't actually win. There's, there's just something about when something exciting happens, we talk about it. And that, that just brings me up a little short, because sometimes then I ask myself, well, why am I not talking about my Lord that much? Why am I not talking about his marvelous deeds and his great salvation? Because I'm not remembering. Or if I'm remembering, there's something cultural in the way, there's something personal in the way Scott is that he just he doesn't talk about. Let's be honest. We talk about football more than we talk about God, don't we? We talk about the exciting things that are happening here instead of the exciting things that are happening in here. And I think I think that disappoints God. I think it's contrary to what Scripture is telling us to do. A holy God loves me. That's worth celebrating. That's worth making some noise. And I have to be honest, a lot of Christian noise is more grumbling than celebrating. I don't know what's going on in the world today, and blah, 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 right? We make more noise about the football game. We make more, more noise about politics. We make more noise about who knows what than we do about our God. So I wanted today, I don't want to chastise you, I just want to call you up to something higher. Let's make some noise. Let's celebrate the goodness of God's grace. Creation is doing it. Did you catch that? I mean, let's join the rivers, and let's join the mountains, and let's clap our hands with the trees of the field. Sea creatures and all the people of the world praising God. This celebration is all over Scripture. 
And we just, we, we see it in the Psalms in the Old Testament. We just came out of the Christmas season. And when the birth of Jesus Christ was announced, who announced it? Angels. And they sang, they, they proclaimed, they celebrated. Glory to God in the highest. The Gospels tell us that when one of us sinners turns toward God and is redeemed, the angels celebrate. They have a party. It's exciting. Then we turn to the end of the book, in the book of Revelation. One of my favorite things to read to just remind me of what's going on behind the scenes. Revelation chapter 5, verse 12 tells us there are thousands of angels gathered who in a loud voice sing, Worthy is the Lamb who was slain to receive power and wealth and wisdom and strength and honor and glory and power. That's happening all the time. Chapter 7 tells us that we'll be gathered with a multitude of believers from different languages all crying out in a loud voice. See, this is what, this is what John is seeing. In a loud voice, salvation belongs to our God who sits on the throne and to the Lamb. At the very end, chapter 19, John says, After I heard what sounded like the roar of a great multitude. You getting the sense of noise here? The roar of a great multitude in heaven, shouting, Hallelujah! Salvation and glory and power belong to God. That's some noise. Now, I'm... You know, I'm not saying you walk down the street doing this. You'll probably people will, you know, report you or something like that, which maybe is not the worst thing in the world. I'm not a normally like super noisy person, but I have to speak to my soul. We sang it a little bit earlier. Come on, my soul, don't be shy. Does my soul my soul gets I don't know, is it okay to let this out? Is it okay to really, you know, express? And the answer is yes, because God calls us to it. And it completes our faith. Now, there is a time for Christian quiet. It's necessary. Contemplation, reflection, the remembering. Please don't hear me thinking you should always be ah, all over the place, okay? Christian reflection is necessary. But so is Christian noise. Proclamation and celebration. And please don't misunderstand me here either that our celebration always has to be everything's, pretending that everything's happy, happy, happy. They're only praising God when good things happen. We need to learn praising God all the time. We're celebrating his saving work. He works salvation. That implies that there's some junk going on. If he's saving me, that means there's some pain and there's some suffering and there's some difficulty. That's why the psalmist says, I will extol the Lord at all times. His praise will always be on my lips. Not just when we get the two-point conversion and win, but also when we lose. Not just when my prayer is answered the way I want it to be answered, but when it's answered in a way that is hard for me to swallow. But I know that God is involved, and I can praise him, because I believe he has his best, my best interests at heart. 2024 is coming up. I'd just like to be very real with people. You have no clue what's going to happen in 2024. <laughs> I mean, you, you have some ideas. You're making plans. But I've lived long enough to look back at every year and go, I didn't expect that. Pretty much every year. And for some of us, there will be loss. We'll lose more hair. Maybe some of us will lose some weight and be glad for that. But some of us will lose our health or our jobs or loved ones. How are you going to handle that in 2024? 
I want to suggest to you that celebrating God's goodness today in 2023, as long as it still lasts, is what gives you the power and the strength to praise him during the hard times in 2024. See, my remembering and celebrating God's past salvation empowers my faith for tomorrow's salvation. I've seen God at work. I will see God at work. So we've learned that we have to look back, remember our God story because we're such good forgetters. We have to celebrate today, make some noise. And then in the celebration, it just doesn't end here, we're faithing forward, we're looking forward. Be confident in God's faithfulness to carry you onward. This is the what. What is it we're praising God for? It's not just a momentary response. It's someone who's seen the victory of God and believes that it will happen again, that this is much bigger than the moment, that there's eternity at play here. So in verse 1, we saw present. Sing a new song in the present. And then in the past, why? Because he's done marvelous things. So we see the past and the present connected. And then let's take a look at verse 9 together. We see this happening as well. Verse 9. It says, Let them sing before the Lord... For he comes, now we're looking at future, he comes to judge the earth. He will judge the world in righteousness and the peoples with equity. This is God yet to come. So in the present, I sing for the Lord. Why? Because I believe he's going to come with justice. And he's going to put right all the pain and the suffering. And so my experience today gives me faith that God is working in the future. Let me summarize it as best I can in a sentence. Today's celebration of yesterday's grace empowers tomorrow's faith. Today's celebration of yesterday's grace, God is good and has been good, is what gives me the faith and the strength to handle whatever that's going to be in 2024 that I can't plan or expect. That's what does it. It's celebrating today because it encourages my faith. It rounds it out. Let me see if I can make this practical, how this sometimes works in my life. So this last uh, Christmas Eve, we were out at Pennsylvania Park. Some of you were there. Great great turnout for both of those gatherings. And at one point in the evening, as we were all gathered around that big tree and hearing God's word, we sang together, Silent Night. And as we were doing that, my wife reached over and grabbed my hand. And I knew, and I knew what she meant. Because I had previously, in a, in a church, I'd served downstate for 28 years before coming here to Petoskey. And we had a tradition there. We had a Christmas Eve candlelight service, and we always ended that service in a big circle, singing Silent Night, looking at the faces of everybody candlelit that we knew and loved and their ups and downs of the years, their trials and their difficulties. It was hard to leave They were great people, and there was great ministry, and there were difficult times. And I remember God's grace through all of them. And all it takes for me now is silent night for all of that past stuff to come flooding in the present. And it wasn't a shouting kind of celebration. It was almost like I am now, a bit of a tearful celebration of God's goodness through all of that over decades. And as I stood there, I'm looking forward and I'm saying, what God has done... God is doing. Now I'm part of Genesis with great people and great ministry and difficult times. And as God has seen me through, God will see us through and I can praise him for that. Past, present, 
future, celebration, some noisy, some tearful, but all of it magnifying God. Are you willing to look back at the hard times too? The loss, the pain, the burns, the bruises. Cool in the gang wants you to bring your good times and your laughter. We should bring those to God too. But our God is big enough to also bring the hard times and the tears too. And let him redeem them. To turn the woe is me into wow is God. That's celebration. God remembers his love toward his people, verse 3 says. And I want you to know as we turn the page on a year, regardless of what 2023 was and not knowing what 2024 holds, I can say confidently from my own experience and from God's word that God remembers his love for his people. That's worth celebrating. That's something that I can sink my teeth into. It's not a party just to party. It's not a celebration just to celebrate. Celebrating God times today completes yesterday's faith and it encourages my faith for tomorrow. Now, lest you think this is just a noisy psalm kind of thing, something you can only do on Sunday morning when we're worshiping in song, but you know, what do you do on Monday? Um, I want to just show you a parallel to this as we wrap up in a New Testament text in Philippians chapter 1. I want you to see that Paul is turning his heart toward prayer and he's doing the exact same thing. He says, I thank my God every time I remember you past. In all my prayers, this is right now, for all of you, I always pray with joy. I'm celebrating right now. Because of your partnership in the gospel from the first day past until now, present. He's remembering and he's praising God. And he's confident of this, that he who began a good work in you will carry it on to completion, future until the day of Christ Jesus. He's doing what the psalmist did. He's doing it in prayer. He's celebrating and praising God for his goodness. So what are some practical ways we can do this? Let me leave you with some next steps here. First of all, know your story. Know your story. What has God been doing in your life? What is God doing in your life? Maybe we just need to start there. We're just plowing through with what are we having for New Year's Eve, whatever. Oh, i got to go back to work on Tuesday. And we're just so in the daily stuff that we've forgotten God's salvation story. Let's not, let's not forget God's salvation story. Secondly, celebrate your story. Now, this is going to look different for everybody. Some of us are active, noisy talkers. Praise God, keep it up. For others of us, we're maybe a little bit quieter and we have to stretch ourselves. But tell your story to others. Share your God story. And finally, empower your future story. Prepare for what's to come. Prepare for the continuing work of Christ in your life by celebrating. I, I hope you're catching what I'm saying. Your choice to celebrate God's goodness today will make you a different person tomorrow. When you encounter God's goodness, or you encounter the trials of life, or you encounter God's goodness in the trials of life, because you have chosen to participate in this universal worship of God, it will change how you experience 2024. Jesus saves us yesterday, today, and forever. I want to invite you to stand. We're going to sing a little bit of this song that we sang earlier. The psalmist calls us to worship. I've called you to worship. We've seen Paul worshiping. This song gives you a chance to call yourself to worship.
to put into practice Psalm 98.